guys. Welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah. We've teamed up with MomCast to bring you the news you need to know in a special series from The Mom Voice podcast. Each week, we'll be sitting down with Emmy Award-winning newscaster Emma Jade to bring you the headlines of the week. So join us here and get informed to help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. But first, we want to take a moment to talk to you about Wild Bird, the ring sling that is easiest and the quickest way to wear your little babe. Whether you're a new mom or looking for a baby shower gift, this is a perfect find. And right now, you can shop their end-of-season sale with prices up to 55% off. And then at checkout, use our code MOMVOICE for an additional 10%. The Wild Bird slings are hypoallergenic and perfect for babies, 8 to 25 pounds. When my kids were little, I wore them all the time, and I always wanted a Wild Bird. So go ahead and splurge. Hit the end-of-season sell, prices up to 55% off, and make sure to use our code MOMVOICE at checkout. Okay, back to the show. It's the week of September 16th, 2021. Emma, what do we need to know? So we're starting, bum, 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 COVID. Uh-huh. I know, it's, mm-hmm. it's and every single headline, but it's for good reason, you guys. We're in the middle of an unprecedented public health crisis. Yeah. And unfortunately, it really is starting to affect our kids. Mm-hmm. The worry over children and COVID continues to grow because of these recent numbers that are coming out. According to NBC, shows one in four positive COVID cases in the last couple of weeks are from children. So this is what's so tricky about what's going on with COVID. In the beginning, all of us moms were saying, thank goodness this isn't affecting our kids. Mm. And it wasn't really. We still shut down schools and we still unfortunately had to change our entire lives. But now that's different. And it's because of the Delta variant and other variants that are coming out. Right now, vaccine trials for kids ages 5 to 11 are underway. And sources say we could have a vaccine available for this young age group by Halloween. I'm wondering, because I'm hearing from a lot of other moms worry over, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the vaccine for your kids. What do you guys think? Oh my gosh, this one is so tricky. Yeah. I don't know. There's something a little hesitant in me. Just because our babies and our kids at that age, they're still growing and developing. And I just don't know. I don't know about it being so new. You know what I mean? I don't know. What's my Lauren, what are your thoughts? That is such a young age. I mean, Emma, what are we talking about? Our symptoms for the kids? Do you know? Like, are they dealing with extreme? Well, this is what's so tricky. It totally depends. Yeah. And this is why COVID has been such a question mark. It's a beast. Because number one, it's brand. People need to remember this is a brand new virus. This is something that we've never had to deal with before. And so when people look at the news, especially, and they say, oh, well, the stories about COVID are changing. Well, it's because it's a brand new virus. When you go back to when we were in seventh grade and we were doing simple science projects and we started off with a hypothesis, how many times did that hypothesis prove to be correct? That's kind of what we're dealing with is the fact that Okay, this is what we think we know about the virus, and this is how we think we should go about regular life. That's going to change because we're learning new things about this virus, and now it's mutating. So now, and now it's it's becoming even more contagious, and it's hitting younger age groups. I mean, just in the last week, two hundred and fifty thousand plus COVID cases were in children. That's the highest number that we have seen since the start of the pandemic. Mm. I do want to go over a little bit, though, about what we can expect with these vaccines for kids. 
the Food and Drug Administration, who gives that that final approval, which is what we just got from that Pfizer vaccine, right, which right. actually pushed a lot of people to actually get the vaccine because they're waiting for that approval from the FDA. They just made it clear, though, to parents that we need to hold up, wait a little bit on that formal authorization, saying that children are not small adults and the vaccine doses that are currently being studied in younger children are not necessarily the same vaccine doses that have been approved for other age groups. Right now, the FDA says clinical trials are still underway, but once the relevant portion is complete, it will work with the manufacturers to analyze the data. Then the manufacturer can submit for emergency use authorization. It's not over yet, because after that, the FDA will evaluate benefits and risks. This is for that age group, 5 to 11. That process could take a couple of weeks, but because of the situation that we're in right now, that process has been sped up, which has caused a lot of people to pause because they're thinking, oh, they're rushing this whole thing. But the best way that I heard it described to me in terms of what's going on with the vaccine is typical vaccines have, I mean, if you think about it metaphorically, typical vaccines have to take side streets. You know, this vaccine, because the world has shut down and everyone's working on it, is on a wide open freeway. So Mm -hmm. of course things are going to move faster. Mm -hmm. So once the Food and Drug Administration goes through that whole process, then you'll see possibly them approving it for children ages 5 to 11. They're hoping maybe it could happen by Halloween. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I think that's probably a big relief for some parents who have at-risk children. Absolutely. And that's where I think this is such a tricky situation because, I mean, I know some children who have pre-existing conditions and who are probably, it's really scary if they were to get COVID. And I can understand and like sympathize with those parents. But then you also have your super healthy kids and the ones who, you know, you don't necessarily worry as much about. And so I don't know. That's where it's so tricky, Emma. I don't know. That's the the problem is the I don't knows. Yeah. Because what we don't know Mm -hmm. is a brand new virus and everyone is just trying to figure it out for themselves and for their family. So many people are nervous about this and for good reason, because it's a scary time. We have never gone through something like this. I guess, oh, yes, go on. I guess at the end of the day, the one thing that I could say is just talk to your doctor. Like, oh, without a doubt. You're a family doctor who you trust, who knows your children, like, who you have a relationship. And, like, I don't know, I would say maybe go that route. You know, I I got a lot of comfort from talking to our family doctor when a loved one of mine had COVID. It just kind of like took all of the politics out of it and everything. And I was able to like think with a clear head. And so I don't know, maybe if this is confusing for you, talk to a doctor who you trust. I could not agree more. I think you have to, you have to do that. We all want to be smart in this situation, right? Speaking of um, talking to your doctor, COVID unfortunately is, is going to be a part of our lives for good. I'm sorry, Mm. but a recent Nature News poll shows the virus is likely here to stay with recurring cases each year and spikes each year. So 60% of immunologists from this poll uh, in this survey, they believe it's very likely that COVID becomes an endemic. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. No. It's basically a pandemic that never ends. So it's just, when I read this and when I thought about it, I thought how interesting it's going to be to remember our lives pre-pandemic and how now we're living in this pandemic era, endemic era, where 
COVID's just going to be part of our lives. I would like to know what's the thing that you miss most Mm. about your pre-pandemic life? It's funny because just at lunch today, me and my friends were talking about how masks on airplanes will probably never go away. No. That's something that's here to stay forever. Yeah. I mean, the, the masks in stores and schools, I mean, it's been come and go, but I mean, that's one that will stay here forever. So traveling, I mean, masks are a new part part of that. I mean, standard. It's oh, that's just going so to be there forever. Because 9-11 brought about TSA, TSA and so many changes. And now this is so going to be about changes. masks. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow. Do you guys mourn your pre-pandemic life? Like, do you mm. miss it? Do you, oh, what are absolutely. things that you miss? Absolutely. Is it just masks or anything oh, else? Well, I think the masks, and I just think the, like, uncertainty is, like, so different. The feeling, just the, the like, everyday feeling is so different. Well, I feel like, and I've said this to Lauren, I think, on previous podcast episodes, that before the pandemic, there were just certain certainties throughout life. Like school was happening. Like school was not getting closed down. Like no matter what, we're at war, school's happening, right? Right. Like like, to me, there are certain things in life that were just like constants. And so to have like literally the world go dark and shut down, cars stop moving, People are in their homes, locked up. Like it is like a movie that it's we're like living a movie. in. Yes, it it's it does. It presents in your brain a new possibility of like anxiety, almost yeah, of right. like, wait, is school going to shut down next week? Is this happening again? Do I need to go get toilet paper? All of the things, right? Yes, like, I don't know. So it does kind of shift your. Naive. Maybe we were all a little naive and a little too comfortable before. I don't know. (laughs) But it was so good. I do miss. I do miss Uh, the worrying. You know, I'm sad that I have to worry every single time we go somewhere and to double think. Like, I don't know how much I can enjoy this because is ever going to get super sick after this? mm -hmm. Sure. Are my kids not going to be able to go to school for two weeks after this? Mm, Right. Is my husband not going to be able to work after this because we're going to get sick from going to church or going to this fun event or whatever? That's something that. I, I miss that dumb ignorance, you know, oh, totally. of just not having to worry about it. Because if we get if we catch a cold, okay, no big deal. But if we catch COVID, like that could kill my dad or that could, you know, hurt my husband or something, you know, like you just, it's heavy, isn't it? That is so heavy. I, I wonder, I, it's funny that you bring up this point too, because I was just thinking the other day on how this is history. Yeah. This is something that our grandkids will learn about and talk about. I mean, it's changed time forever. I mean, it is a historic thing that's happening right now, but will it gradually progress into something like the flu? Will COVID like flatten out a little bit and everyone gets their COVID vaccine shots, Mm -hmm. just like we get our flu shots and, oh, I'm sick with COVID today. I'm home for two days, three days. Or is it always going to be so drastic drastic and contagious and consuming? I just read this headline. Moderna is actually working on a vaccine that combines the COVID vaccine and the flu vaccine. Super early stages, but... I wonder if that's going to become the norm. Yeah. That you just get the double dose of COVID and flu shot together. I mean, you think when the flu came out 120 years ago or whatever it was, I mean, that was terrifying and it was killing people. It was killing people. They didn't know how to handle and cope with it. And then, I mean, time, you know, given time and medicine, we've progressed to where we are. And I mean, every winter my kids get the flu and it's just like, okay, moving on. So I wonder if it will ever get to a different point. A well, I think level. at some point we do have to kind of learn to live with it and yeah. be smart. And, you know, and this is coming from someone who, I mean, I have had a loved one with COVID and I get it now a hundred percent. 
But I also see that my children are only little once, and my Luke is only four once. And like he still deserves to have a childhood. Right. You know what I mean? And not be surrounded by plexiglass and <laughs> mass all the time. Yes. And so it's like there is this balance. And in this in no way is like that a political statement, like at all. Because like I said, I get it from every single angle. But it's just such a yeah, it's just such an interesting thing that we're all navigating now that we never, ever, ever thought we would be dealing with. I mean, I just, I, I do think back, literally, Emma, we did an episode with you. I remember. Like, right before this all happened. Yes. When, when, it was I literally as news was breaking. All the schools in Japan had just shut yes. down. Yes. And we had talked about that. Gosh. Yes. Like, oh my famous gosh. last words. I think I even remember saying something like, I can't imagine something like that happening right? here. A week later. Oh my gosh. And Emma, we shut down. I literally just got goosebumps. I know. It is. I miss it's that freaky. time. Oh. But you guys, we have freaking gone to war the past yes. 18 months. And yes. I mean- like keeping it. our homes together and our children's sane. Our sanity, yes. Moms have done the groundwork here, you guys. But that's what makes and me kept sad. The together. roller coaster ride has not been good for anyone mentally. No. Because we've been up with cases that are huge and then we've gone down and been like, oh my gosh, we're on the other side. And then here we are again in the middle of this Delta variant that is just mm. something that no one was ready to take on again because we're just tired. We're tired. We're We're so tired and we're ready to just move on and to pick up and keep everyone moving. I do want to talk about the Delta variant and what's happening at the White House because we have seen such a massive uptick in cases, which I'm hoping will start to level out sometime soon. But what the heck do I know? We are starting to see pushback in some talks of legal action against President Biden's new plan of attack against COVID. He announced last week the six-point plan on how his administration is going to fight the virus. We're having to go at this differently because of how severe Delta is and how contagious it is and how now it is affecting children. Some of the most important info and the things to really take from it, I'm not going to go through the six points because I think the stuff that really matters is how it affects us, and that's workers. First, federal workers. They're all going to be required to get a vaccine. No longer can they opt out of getting the vaccine and just be tested every single week. So people who work for the federal government, like, you got to be vaccinated. That's part of their plan. For private companies, the Labor Department will require all businesses with 100 or more employees to make sure that their workers are vaccinated or tested at least once a week. If the company doesn't comply, they could face a $14,000 fine. For healthcare workers, so anyone in the hospitals, whatever it is, hospitals who receive Medicare or Medicaid funding. This applies to not just hospitals, but like dental offices and things like that. If you accept Medicare or Medicaid funding, you will be required to be fully vaccinated. This plan also includes a higher fine for airline passengers who don't comply with TSA's mask mandate. This I thought was really big because I still have some friends who are just like so upset about the whole mask thing. For me, I look at it as, as like, is it that big of a deal? And if it makes people comfortable, do I really care? Like, no, I guess I don't. I just view it as like putting on a shirt over my face. You know, (laughs) I I don't know. I just don't. I feel like you have to choose your battles at this point. And it's like, is it worth the energy? It's like, just kind of move on. Well, not only is is you have to think about, is it worth the energy, but is it worth the fine? Because TSA, first time offenders, if you do not wear a mask going through TSA and in the airport, $500 fine. If you're a repeat offender, you're now looking at $3,000 fine. And those fines are already in effect. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. now they're just trying to double down on the fact that like in airports, let's stop messing around yeah. and 
cover up your face. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I do wonder if air travel is going to start being affected. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has been leading the charge on all of this, I think everyone has said that man's name more than like Brad Pitt's name in the last year. Mm -hmm. But he has now said that he wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of mandate on getting a vaccine before you do any air travel at all. I don't know if that will bleed into anything, but hmm. I just read about that before I came here. So is this all like in effect or does it have to be passed? Are these like proposed actions or are they in effect? Well, that's the thing is that now we're starting. So this is the White House. This is their plan. Like, this okay. is what we're going to do. This is how we're going. This is how we think we can beat COVID. Okay. Now, while it's it is taking effect, we're starting to see people push back and lawsuits are starting to pop up. And I don't governor, know how those lawsuits will hold up. Governors too, right? Governors too are starting to speak out against it. You know, I, it, it will be interesting to see how, who, what, you know, who tells on who and whatever company who then gets a fine or how they're really going to double down on all of this. That remains to be seen. I don't know. It does a little bit blow my mind, though, that the federal government could tell you something like that. Like, I get the air travel and stuff. Like, that's totally voluntary. Like, you have to drive then, <laughs> like, whatever. But, like, affecting your livelihood and your job, like, that's kind of next level. You know what I mean? If, like, you have, I don't know, religious concerns or, like, true concerns about the vaccine that I think people honestly have. Again, I am vaccinated, and I really look at it from every single side. I think that's a really tricky thing. I don't know. That's a little scary to me. A lot of people when, have been, would yeah. feel the same way that I you mean, do. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to eradicate it and like minimize the deaths and everything. But like, golly, I just don't like the fact that the government can control something going in my body. That's all I have so to I, say. I've heard, yeah. I've heard mm -hmm. that a lot. Oh. And my only, you know, I, I try not to have rebuttals on anything because- I like to keep my opinions to yes. myself because of the industry I'm in. But the only thing that I look at it as is we've never been through yeah. this before. I know. And we like we do have an answer. Right. Like we we do have a way that we can, you know, it's not perfect. It's not bulletproof. We've seen so many people who have gotten the vaccine and who have still gotten COVID. Yeah. But we do have an answer. And, you know, the frustrating thing for me is the fact that we as Americans are so blessed and so lucky. People all over the world do not have access to this vaccine. And here we are saying, oh, don't tell me what to do, when other people would be dying for the chance. Yeah. Dying for the chance. So no. sometimes I feel like, let's just be grateful for where we live. Everyone do their best. Yes. Know. You know, and I, I don't... And, and also, it kind of comes down to, like, what are our options here? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, we can't go through a shutdown and everyone just quarantine and stay to yourself. I mean, they won't do that again. So it is like, how do we eliminate it safely? And it's... it, it And will we ever? It's just... Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about some good news, though, in the COVID yes. front? Yes. Broadway theaters in New York City are all open. Oh, that's oh, yes. awesome. And they're allowed to reopen at full capacity. Just happened this week. All audience members, performers, staff and crew will need to be fully vaccinated. So you do have to show proof of vaccination. Mm. I actually have family who are going out in November. So they're oh, all, they fun. all made sure that they were all vaccinated and everything. Masks are mandatory inside theaters too, except in designated eating and drinking areas. A girlfriend of mine works out at an NBC, the NBC network. And she went to a Broadway show and she said just the beginning tears. Yes. Everyone crying, having Broadway 
back. Right. When you look at what's happening in New York City, which was really the one of the biggest spots for COVID when this all started, everyone was watching New York mm-hmm. and how scary that was. And now in the past week, Broadway's reopened. They're hosting the Met Gala, Video Music Awards, Fashion Week. We're starting to see the city like liven back up again. Yeah. And I think that that's shining a beam of hope for a lot of people across the country and ac- across the world that if New York can get through it, then all of us can get through it. Mm-hmm. They also just open schools back up and everything. Kids are going back. No mandates yet because, of course, we're still waiting for vaccine for children. But Oh, my gosh. That's great news, though. I know. It's good just to see some sigh of like, oh, maybe. Normalcy. Yeah. Just to return to normalcy. normalcy. Totally. Yes. Oh. So true. Okay. I know we're tired of COVID. I know we are. <laughs> I know <laughs> we okay. are. But from one virus to the next. We mentioned the flu season. And your research shows that this flu season could be severe amid the COVID-19 pandemic. We heard this last year mm-hmm. that it was going to be severe. Researchers at the University of Pittsburgh Graduate School of Public Health calculated that this flu season could result in as many as 600,000 hospitalizations. So just for comparison here, the CDC says about 200,000 people are hospitalized with the flu each year. Mm. So what? That's tripling it? What yeah. we would typically see? Mm-hmm. These are just predictions, everyone. Mm-hmm. So let's not flip. But it is difficult, of course, to predict the future. Experts say a combination of factors could make this winter particularly tough on us. Kids are back in school. And since the flu was minimal last year, people were not exposed to the virus, which can undermine the protection that they normally have. So a lot of people are wondering, okay, well, then let's talk flu shot. So according to some research that I was doing, doctors say for adults, get the flu shot now through the month of September. Mm. Now is the time to do it. For kids, they say through the month of October. Mm-hmm. to start getting thinking of getting the flu shot. Are you guys regular flu shotters? I <laughs> I would I would like to say yes. Yeah. If it's convenient. <laughs> if it's, yeah. And I hate to say that, <laughs> but like if it happens to fall on the well checks at the pediatrician's office and I'm reminded about it, sure, let's do it. Throw you know it what in I mean? There. Throw it in there. Do I consciously go out and get it every year? No. I'll be 100% honest because literally it's just not on my mind. Like and I don't know. And I will say I've had it in years past where I still get the flu anyway. But my mother, who was a school nurse for years and years, she would say, yeah, but you didn't get the hard flu. She calls the hard flu the 10-day flu, okay? Yes. And I, I, yeah, that's a whole nother story. So anyway, but I was going to say on the the month thing, yes. my mother also told me oh, from her school, nurse, yeah. her school nurse experience that October is the month to get it. That is what she would advise all her children at school. Interesting. So there you go. Yes. Granted, that was from the 1990s, but there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But that's another thing to remember, though. So the flu shot typically is anywhere between 40 to 60% effective every Mm. single season because you know that the flu is different every single year, so they develop a brand new shot every single year. 40 to 60% is what you're looking at effective-wise. That's another thing, though, that, that what your mom mentioned and that what you hear with the coronavirus vaccine. Even if you get the vaccine and you still get COVID, a lot of doctors say that you're getting something that could have been way worse, but because you were vaccinated, could possibly, I mean, there's still so much research that needs to be done. No, but right. But I've heard lesson, that too. Right. Yeah. What yeah. you actually could have been hit with. Right. I have heard that from a handful of doctors yeah. as well. Are you guys ready to lighten it up? Yes. <laughs> Should we all breathe? I'm not going to say the word COVID anymore. <laughs> no more I promise. COVID. No, that's No, great. wait. I think I might say it one more time. <laughs> But it's okay. First up, who eats Taco Bell here? You know, we do at our house. Oh no! You know, you what's tell? your favorite? Like, what's your favorite fast food? Oh, oh. 
Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. 100%. In and out. Yeah. You know, the Bell's expensive now, Emma. Is it? I haven't um, been a through it. A burrito's like time. seven bucks. Stop it. I'm not kidding. At, Taco Bell? At Taco Bell. Oh, then I'm well, going maybe to you're getting like a chalupa or something well, like whatever. fancy. When I would frequent the Taco Bell in Gilmer, where I'm from, it was literally like a dollar or two, <laughs> yes. right? They were giving them out for free. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what is happening with these prices everywhere? Well, everywhere. everywhere. Cool. Anyway, everywhere. 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 Taco Bell wants to recycle your used sauce packets and refill them. Oh, stop oh! it right now. <laughs> I'm not Amidst kidding. Amidst a pandemic. Yes. Can we stop and just address the irony of that situation. Oh, no. What did you just say? Okay, Emma? Listen, listen, the fast food chain is teaming up with recycling company. It's called TerraCycle for this brand new program. And here is how it works. Customers collect their empty sauce packets, which who would do that anyway? Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. That alone. I'm not doing it. They're at the bottom of the bag. Yes. Come on. Then recycle them by mailing back the empties. Oh, so yeah. So we've got to put it right. into an envelope. This is a joke, right? Taco Bell says its goal is to save 8 billion pounds of used sauce packets from going into U.S. landfills every single year. Okay, well, that makes me pause a little. 8 billion but pounds. But who's going to mail them in? Not one person I know. Not one person. That's so vile. And my son will use like seven mild packets on his yeah. one burrito, but I'm not mailing those in. <laughs> Why don't we just make them a little larger instead of going yes! through all those little bitty packets? Or like at least make a drop-off at the Taco Bell. Right. Like maybe yeah, I would like for us. have like, if there was like a like bin, a donation a garbage box. bin, and yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do my part and I'll come back around tomorrow. But mailing it? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, right. Next level. Okay, so this is another story that I thought was really interesting, even though, you know, we're not alcohol drinkers, but people who are listening might. So a big heads up for Southwest Flyers. Mm. The airline says they're not going to resume serving alcohol in flights until at least January. Here's why. So Southwest was the first major airline in the U.S. to stop in-flight service at the start of the coronavirus pandemic. The goal, you would think like maybe it has to do with germs or something. No, no, no. To reduce passenger flight attendant interactions because Wait, of how testy people have been. No. To kind of reduce, yeah, like the in, the exchange between people. Germs too, but also you've seen people yeah. are pretty testy on flights. Yeah, mm. they, they, they don't have to say um, on your above your nose, above your nose one more time. Right. So people oh, fly sorry. off the handle. Yeah, American Airlines also decided last month not to resume alcohol sales on flights until at least January. In my opinion, which I rarely give, but I think that the last thing that we need right now is more liquor drunk, on air on, on air, passengers. Yes, <laughs> on flights. When everyone is already tense, you know, people some people are upset about the whole mask thing. Some people aren't. They're, you're tight together. Like the last thing we need are drunk people on those flights. That's really interesting though, because I bet that that's a big moneymaker oh, for them. Totally huge. So that's like a really interesting fact. Yeah. Because you hear that like alcohol sales for companies are where they make a lot of money. Right. So huh. Okay, good to know. You guys heard that Britney Spears is engaged, right? I saw that. Wait a minute. I don't know this. Yeah, yeah. Britney Spears, she posted on social media. She said that she's engaged to her boyfriend, Sam Escari. Yeah, I don't know. Is that how it is? Maybe, yeah. The news comes days after her father filed to end the court conservatorship that has controlled the singer's life and money for 13 years. Wow. So, So like, right on the heels of that news. They're engaged. Wait, so Britney's free now? She's free. She's free. Yeah, it's not officially through the courts yet, but it's pretty much free. Wow. So Spears and I'm going to call him Sam because Just call last him Sam. Name, they met on a music video set back in 2016. He's a personal trainer. Yeah. Singer told a judge in June that she actually wanted to be with him, marry him, have a baby with him, made a plea to end the conservatorship. You know what's funny? So they posted this on social media. You guys know Octavia Spencer? 
yes, the actress. Yes. She posted underneath the um the post, get a prenup. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was bold. That was totally bold, but also necessary. Britney it's so Spears. True. Wise words. Yes. <laughs> They've been together for five years though. Yeah, he know? stood by her through a lot of crap. So I mean, she's been a little loopy. You know what? I want her to be happy. Oh, the world wants her to be I happy. Know. When you think back to Britney Spears in her prime, mm-hmm. there was no one I loved more. Yeah. I, I loved Britney. She was awesome. Yes. She made me feel like Loving my body and thinking that I was sexy and beautiful was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's you know? the best. Totally. I think she's fabulous. Okay. She we're really going to end it on traveling. If you guys could pick like your perfect place to travel right this minute mm. by yourself, Ooh. no children, where would you go? I'd go to Italy. Oh, I was going to say London. <gasps> oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to France. So let's do a girl okay, trip. Yeah. Well, Euro okay. Yeah. Euro trip. Euro yes. 2021. Done. So the pandemic has actually forced us to not go anywhere in Europe. Oh. <laughs> a lot of people are staying here in the U.S., which is good. I mean, totally. we have a lot of great places here. So Travel and Leisure, they did a top, like, world's best award. If you had to guess the best city to travel to in the U.S., top of their list, which one would it be? Well, I saw the top city to live in was San Francisco, so I'm going to guess San Francisco. You're guessing San Fran. What's your guess, Sarah? That's so hard. Like, so many are coming to mind. I'm going to say Nantucket. Not even close. <laughs> I know. So Charleston, South Carolina, number one. <gasps> I've never been to Charleston. Actually, I did see that. Oh. I knew that. Charleston yeah. looks very charming. You know very what? Charming. That's on my list because my in-laws did a vacation there and they loved it. I've never been, nor was it ever on my radar. But now it is thanks to travel and leisure. Oh, okay, awesome. so that's number one. Number two, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, mm. that's interesting. Number two. <laughs> then we got Savannah, Georgia, number three. Number four, New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. New York City was number five. Interesting. I know. I wonder if I, I personally, I would move that up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just read that Savannah is the most haunted city in the U.S. <gasps> Stop it. Savannah, Georgia. That would be so fun. Yeah, be Interesting. Great girls trip, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Number six, San Antonio. We got Chicago seven, Bend, Oregon, which looks beautiful in pictures. We had a girls trip planned COVID. for Bend, Oregon. <gasps> in April, 2020. No. April, 2020. And COVID ruined that for it us. It got shut down. Oh my <laughs> oh, gosh. That's right. Williamsburg, Virginia is number nine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 10 is Honolulu. Now, from being a San Diego girl, I am very upset that San Diego did not make the top 10. Or Coronado. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or Coronado. Yeah. Right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, National Park category. What do you think would hit number one? Mm. Glacier. No, it's not even on there. Zion? Yosemite. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. See, I, I disagree with that. Really? Oh, I love Yellowstone. I know. like it too, but I think there's some really, like Yosemite, my friend just hiked it yesterday and I saw her pictures and they're just out of this world. Where Yellowstone is pretty, but it's just like a buffalo and a geyser. Oh gosh, see, I love good buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love a big handsome buffalo. I do right? too. I just think there's some that are a little more. Well, and I heard feedback from someone who went this year that said it was super busy. And that yes. it was just like a trail of cars. Yes. Well, because think and, about it, we're all stuck here. Yeah. You know, so I are. was like, that's not really the vibe you want when you go you to a national be out park. Amongst no. the, the trees the wild. alone. Give me the wild. Right? Yes. <laughs> I know. Glacier's on my list. Yes. Yeah. All right. And that's it, everyone. Your mom cast news to know. We will be back next Thursday. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please stop by and leave us a rating and review. You can find Emma on Instagram at 
Emma Jade TV. She does MomCast throughout the week mm-hmm. there. And then you can find us on Instagram or TikTok, the socials at... The Mom Voice Podcast. We have weekly releases every Monday. You guys make sure to subscribe, follow, and we will be back next Thursday with more news to know. All right. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.